I knew there was something wrong. There was a reason. I was like, Tubies probably puke more, but they shouldn't be puking every single day, or they shouldn't be puking multiple times a day, or they shouldn't be crying saying, Mommy, I don't want to throw up anymore. Hello, you're listening to The Rare Life. I'm your host, Madeline Cheney. Today, we have our first professional episode of season seven all about the why and how of blenderized diets for our tube-fed children. For this important topic, I am joined by registered dietitian and friend, Hilary Dreyer, and parent Cassie Krings, so we can capture both the clinical and real-life perspectives. So I know that this topic is a lot more niche than I usually dive into, but when I learned about the health benefits that there can be for our children as we switch to blenderized feeds and just knowing the ripple effect that that can have on us as parents and our, and our families, I was like, you know what? We need to have a whole episode about this. I really hope that you listen and learn and consider putting this knowledge to use, whether that means adjusting your own child's diet or maybe passing it along to a friend who could benefit. As you listen, I really hope that you don't feel any kind of shame or embarrassment about the way that you've fed your child in the past. Knowledge is power, and so many of us have not been taught these things, or we feel like we don't have the bandwidth to look into them and to switch over, which is why we have some really awesome resources to help make it as easy as possible. Firstly, if you're interested in making your own blends at home, at least part of the time, our guest Hillary has a great program in which she assists families in making the switch and in making it sustainable for each unique circumstance. And you'll hear a bit more about that in our conversation. And secondly, if making your own blends sounds like just too much right now, but you do want the health benefits for your child, Functional Formularies has products that are a great option because they are shelf-stable formulas which need little to no prep before being given to your child via their tube. With all organic ingredients, they are meticulous about the quality and the types of ingredients. If you are interested in having your child try it out first to see how they handle it and tolerate it, you can ask your child's provider to request a free sample through their website, functionalformularies.com. And if you love it, your child's provider can also assist in requesting coverage with your insurance providers. There are links in the show notes to learn more about that. And a huge thank you to Functional Formularies for sponsoring this important episode. Okay, a bit more about our guests. Hillary is a registered dietitian based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. After learning about the benefits of blenderized diets, she transitioned from working at a hospital to working as a coach for parents who desire a blenderized diet. She is a lover of gardening and chocolate. And our parent guest, Cassie, is a loyal client of Hillary's who switched her three-year-old daughter, Eloise, to a blenderized diet from synthetic formulas and saw huge improvements in her overall health, which you'll hear more about in the episode as well. She's a deaf educator, which hits really close to home since our son Kimball is hard of hearing and, you know, we just love our educators so much. Cassie, her husband Blake, Eloise, and her eight-month-old Isabel live in Humphrey, Nebraska. She is a lover of running and coffee. All right, let's dive in. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. Thanks. Excited to be here. 
I would love to jump right in and just to start out with what blended tube feeding is. Yeah. So blended tube feeding is essentially any amount of real food and liquid given through a feeding tube to provide that person with nutrition. So that can look like just adding a small amount of like a store-bought puree into the formula or using a commercial blend, real food product or blending meals that you have that you're making for the rest of the family or just blending food that you have at home and giving that through the tube. Awesome. And that's different if you just had like a, want to like name brand names. So we're not like dissing on any brands, but like that is different than using just like your kind of traditional like feeding tube formula that you might see in like the hospital setting and stuff like that. Right. Yep. So instead of giving like the synthetic formula, which also though you can just add real food too, and that would be considered blended tube feeding, but instead it would be using a commercial product that is real food based or blending food that you have at home with liquid or even the liquid could be formula. So it can be any amount of real food would be considered a real food based diet. And it can be a combination of these things. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other, you can just use a bunch of different options of adding food in or blending food you have at home or using the commercial real food products. Awesome. And with blends, I have just kind of recently learned because like full exposure, my son was on a feeding tube, but he was kind of weaned off of that. I think he was just barely over a year old. So we never really ran into this, but like you technically are only really supposed to do blends after they're one year old, right? Because that's kind of mimicking like when they would start eating by mouth the food that we're eating as the rest of the family. Is that correct? Sort of. So this is kind of always where it gets to be a great area and with just blended tube eating in general, because there's not a lot of guidance and literature about it, but there are some families I know that will give a small amount of purees, just like you would an infant doing breast milk or formula and a small amount of puree, like they would be eating by mouth through the tube as well. So that's not as common but it's definitely something people will try to help with reflux or just to expose to real food before they're one. Okay. That makes sense. So I think like the point is you're kind of mimicking what you would do with a baby that would be eating by mouth where like you say, like, you're not going to switch to like a blend of just food when they're like six months old, because you would never give a six month old just hundred percent purees. Right. So I think that makes sense that you're, I guess the reason I'm saying this is because when I first found out about like blends, I was like, why didn't we do that with Kimball? And then I realized, oh, wait, like he wasn't old enough yet to have hundred mm-hmm. percent real food yet anyway, yeah. you know, digestively. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, formula and breast milk is still going to be that primary source of nutrition through the first year. I would say most people don't do any real food until a year also because it's just not, there's a lot of hesitancy from medical professionals. So it just isn't something that's really offered, but it definitely is safe. And if it's something you're interested in, you can talk to your medical team about. Awesome. Yeah. So that's super great. I think that's something to be aware of. So let's talk about kind of the whys of blended tube feeding. I mean, like, honestly, when I first was learning about this, I was kind of blown away by like the health benefits that can be there for children and adults as well, who kind of have more of a like actual food in their diets. And honestly, that's obviously why we're doing this episode. I was like, this is incredible. And I want my audience in this community to know about this. So let's dive into that. Like as a dietitian, like what are the benefits that you see in there? And Cassie, feel free to jump in too. Like when you're like, yes, we do this too. And you know, from that experience of seeing improved health. Yeah. So I think this can be broken up to like a few different categories. And so the first one would be just improved health. And I think this is what most people are going for. That's probably the most obvious benefit or what people are looking for when they switch. 
And so that includes things like, and we can jump into each one, but better digestion and improved immune system and better growth, more energy. But I think the biggest one is better digestion. I think that's what we see most often. Typically, a lot of the kids I see who are fed by feeding tube have reflux. They're puking all the time. They're on pump feeds that are like two plus hours. It's an unmanageable feeding regimen. And often what's not being looked at is what's being fed. And so it's just more medications to see how we can fix these things. And real food is just not presented as an option. And even just switching to a little bit of real food, it's kind of amazing how much better kids do from like a vomiting and regular bowel movement standpoint and less reflux and yeah, it's just been pretty cool to see like what a change just a, a month or two of switching to real food can make for their child's digestion. Yeah. For us, like our daughter's been on a feeding tube since she was one. And ever since she got it, I remember her first feed they did, she was like 14 months old. It was three ounces. That was it. She puked all of it up, like just couldn't handle it. So then they put her on gravity feeds, puked that all up. Then they put her on pump feeds. And she just like her whole life has just always puked since she had her feeding tube but it helps because she wasn't getting any nutrition and then finally we got to our wits end because this winter she was so sick just puking all the time there was a span for 45 days she puked like multiple times a day and she was in the hospital every other week so we finally found Hillary thank god and with that we decided to transition to a blenderized diet And since we did that, she has only puked three times since we switched months ago. And that for her is just huge because every three-year-old pukes some. And then her digestion, she's always struggled with like pooping and getting it out and having constipation, but not hard and just all these issues with like actually digesting food. And she was like Hillary said, they just put her on different medications. So she was on a constant antibiotic to try to empty her stomach. She was on medicine to coat her stomach, to be able to accept the formula that she had. She was on medicine to stretch her stomach so it could handle more than like four or five ounces. So all these things are just being, I felt like masked by medication, stuff like that. And really once we switched slowly, like she's just a whole new kid. Like she is happier. She's running around. She has more interest in food. You know, she's not off the tube or anything like that but she's more comfortable. She started preschool. She loves to be around her friends, go to the farm, hang out with different people. She doesn't always have to be with mommy. So like exactly what Hillary has said, switching to a blenderized diet, I feel like we have experienced as a family. Wow. I mean, that's just incredible too, because we can sit around all day and be like, it improves gut health and it can reduce vomiting. But like, really, we're talking about very all-encompassing issues on a family, like her vomiting every day, several times a day, going in and out of the hospital. I mean, these are things that are such a big deal, right? It's your whole world. So I just think that like hearing the real life application of this is just, it gives me chills. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. Like this is something that I want to shout from the rooftops of like literally just switching to real foods can help Mm -hmm. children just be healthier, right? And we're not masking those things or just dealing with symptoms. I had to take a leave of absence this past year from work because she was so sick, vomiting so much. And so I had a, I didn't resign, but I just said, you know, I'll be back next year. And I came back in August and that's when we switched to blended food and like knock on every wood in this house. I've only taken one <laughs> with her. 
this year. So. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And you mentioned too, like in the hospital every other week. I mean, that's something too I see with parents. They'll say, my kiddo on blends like never gets sick compared to my other kids. I listened to the episode on health anxiety and just like, you know, if a little fever or a little cold that can turn into a hospitalization and that can just mm-hmm. produce a lot of anxiety. And so if your kid's not getting sick as often, I mean, that's huge in itself, just having the benefits of real food and antioxidants and all the stuff that he might not be able to get from formula. Yes, exactly. I mean, and to think of like, you know, especially these families that have kids that are really medically complex and we were in that situation more when Kimball was younger, but like, I mean, you do anything to keep them from getting sick. I mean, you'll forego the weddings, you'll forego the Christmas parties. I mean, like, you know, is someone sick there? I guess we're not going. And so I think like, this is just one other way to kind of be a barrier for that, to kind of help your family be protected from those illnesses. Like you say, that disrupt so much and can even be very life-threatening for these kids. Right. And I think the biggest thing when I think of reflecting on how sick Eloise was when you're caught in it, you just can't think critically about it until you're outside of it on the other side. And you're like, oh, duh. So one of the biggest things that I think I've learned from switching to real blends and just working in this program too, is like when you're sick and you're throwing up and then they get over it and you give them the same stuff that made them sick over and over and over, like, but that's your only option when you're on those synthetic formulas. Like they say, wait, 12 hours, wait, 24 hours, do 50, 75, 100%. And there's this formula you're supposed to follow and it never works. It never does. So like when we're sick, we have like chicken noodle soup or all these bland things, but you don't have that option for your kids unless you know what you're doing. But when you switch to the blenderized diet, you know, they are sick, but I feel like Eloise, when she has been sick, she's recovered so much faster. Like she actually threw up yesterday. It was just an accident. Something happened with her feeding tube. And by this morning, she was back to her normal phase. It was just a quick, like a little bug, like normal kids have, but then you just take it easier and you give them something blander because you have that option when you're doing real food. Yes. I think that's what's so appealing about it too, is like when your child has like a syndrome or, you know, whatever, you know, is going on the reason they need the feeding tube you kind of accept like, oh, it's a medical life. And so we have medical options. And so I think like it's a really awesome thing to be like, wait a minute, like maybe this is something that can be more natural or something that more mimics what the family's doing or, you know, what she would have been doing if she weren't in need of a feeding tube. So I think that that right there feels really good from a parent perspective of like, yeah, like, great, let's give her something that like I would have given her anyway or something I'm giving her siblings or what I would do if I were sick. Yeah, the problem is just not enough support and there's so much uncertainty around this. And so that's part of my mission too, is just to make it less medical and just show people that it doesn't have to be as hard as it seems. And like you guys were saying too, that you almost accept that suboptimal state of health because if -hmm. your child's always had digestive issues and you've been presented what you think is every option, like medications and different formulas and trying to change the plan and real food's never been presented as an option. You just don't even know what you don't know. And, and a lot of times too, you don't want to rock the boat, right? Like things have been pretty rough and you've tried everything and maybe some things have made it worse. And so you're like, I don't really want to try another thing. But so often I hear from parents, like, man, my kid's a different kid. Like she's got so much more energy. She's participating in feeding therapy. She's participating in her other OT, OPT, all that kind of stuff. And just because we switched what we're putting through the feeding tube, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. And really quick, I feel like this is probably something we should have done at the very beginning. I didn't think of this, but like, Hillary, can you explain what components go into kind of more the synthetic formulas that are 
traditionally given, you know, in the hospital setting, like what those ingredients are. Cause I feel like that's a key part of this is kind of like that contrast of like, Hey, this is what maybe you're giving your child right now, or you were giving them compared to like what we're talking about as far as blenderized feeds. Yeah. So usually synthetic formula is, you know, some sort of like carb, sugar, some oil, some synthetic vitamins, and that's kind of all it is. It's not really any real food. And so there are products now that are, you know, like we said with nourish and some of the functional formula products that they are real food based. And there are some products too, where they'll like more be dehydrated food or just powdered food, but that synthetic formula is basically no real food at all. Yeah. I just feel like that's like an important part. So if we're really able to kind of compare and contrast, like that's what we're you know, I guess it's just like also like you say, like it's sometimes it's scary to question like what we're told to do in a medical setting and what kind of the accepted norm is. Or mm-hmm. Cassie, like you mentioned, like even having the bandwidth to question it and to think about it critically when you're in that emergent state. And so I think like that's really important to like, okay, so that's what's in those formulas that you may be giving your child right now. So yeah, we have been told just like before we decided to switch, like tubies just puke more like kids with feeding tubes, they just puke a lot or like your kid's just a puker. It's normal for kids with tubes. She's just going to throw up a lot. Maybe that's just the way she's going to be. But there was never, I knew there was something wrong. There was a reason. I was like, tubies probably puke more, but they shouldn't be puking every single day or they shouldn't be puking multiple times a day or they shouldn't be crying saying, mommy, I don't want to throw up anymore. It just breaks your heart. So then the blending real food wasn't even something I learned about necessarily from, I mean, I don't have anything wrong with any of our doctors. I do like them a lot, but it's just from kind of reading on Facebook and stuff like that and finding out what other families are doing. And now we see the huge benefits of that. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, you know, even as medical professionals, we don't even know what's an option. I didn't learn this in school. I had too many families feel frustrated and unheard. And I had a curious mind and I saw what they were doing. I saw that they were trying real food and what a difference it was making. And I'm like, this is just kind of backwards the way we're, we're doing things. And, and to say too, like, there's nothing wrong with formula. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many great reasons for formula. There's so many people that do well on it. So this isn't to say that formula is a bad option. I just don't think we're presenting real food as an option or as an equal option or beneficial option to families as much as we should mostly because us as medical professionals don't know about it either. We're given no time to even learn about it ourselves. So that's why I took it out of the clinical setting because I needed more time and more resources to be able to help families well. And I wasn't able to. I think that's a lot of the experiences of families that medical professionals maybe aren't thinking it's wrong. They just don't have experience to give you the support that they need. And there's a lot of uncertainty around it. So, you know, you're making a recommendation. You don't understand yourself. It's a little scary. And so we're just kind of in this bad cycle, bad system. And I also like, I guess I want to mention that like, obviously we're using very anecdotal stories. So it's like personal stories, like with Cassie and then, you know, a lot of people that Hillary's working with, but there have been studies done by, you know, Boston Children's and other private entities that are like really curious, like, okay, what are the benefits of being on a blenderized diet? And so they've seen, you know, in those studies that like it does result in fewer hospitalizations and things like that. And so I think that too is something to take into consideration. If you're someone who's more like a skeptical, like, okay, well, sure, it worked for Cassie, but I don't know, like, would it really, you know, translate over to my family? More people are paying attention to this realm and this option. And that like, there are studies that are proving the health benefits that we're seeing on more of a personal level within 
Hillary's clients or for Cassie in her life. And so I think that's worth mentioning as well. Yeah. And just to add to that too, I think, you know, there's a lot of pushback from medical professionals. So if now that there is more and more studies out about the benefits and some of the thought is, oh, like there's more risk to doing a blended diet. Well, that's been proven wrong in studies. And so I have a lot of different articles too. So if anybody is interested in any of those, because they want to read themselves or give to the medical professionals, I would love to share them with you. Those will be in the show notes for those who are interested. Cause I think that could be a huge part of kind of arming ourselves with education of like, okay, first do I feel comfortable switching over to this? And then, you know, obviously the big, can I convince my clinician to kind of get behind this? I don't know. As the parents, like we do have the ultimate say over our children's health and stuff, but I I think it feels better to kind of have the stamp of approval from the clinician of like, yes, Mm -hmm. this is a great option. Go for it. And let me know what questions you have or like, you know, that, that type of support. I would agree with that. Like, it's scary switching over because it's different than what you've been told. And when you first get a be you just don't know what to do. And you you lean on your medical professionals for guidance because it's a medical issue. And thankfully, we've had a pediatrician that's always been on our side through everything. So I haven't had to struggle with any of that. And we've switched through a few GI doctors and it took like a little bit of convincing for our GI doctors. And they were a little hesitant at first, just because they wanted to see her continue to gain weight. But once I showed her everything that we were doing and how I felt like it benefited Eloise, just with her health, how she is, it's just a normal three-year-old now. They were more on board with it. They just, I think, didn't have as much knowledge about it. And they're so busy with so many patients that they have on their caseload, it's hard to be able to, you know, maybe sit down and teach them everything that I have learned just through this program. But for me, I knew once we started switching to real food, I knew within a few weeks, I was like, this was the right decision for her. And then just telling that to her doctors, thankfully, we've had some really good support on our side with that. That's awesome. And I think like the more that this happens, right, then that's kind of like, I guess, the informal education that's going on where they can say, oh, well, Cassie and her daughter, you know, they've been doing the whole blenderized route. And wow, that actually did turn out great. And I'll be more open to other families that might bring this up or maybe even, my goodness, like bring it up as an option, you know, just themselves. And I think the more this is mainstreamed, the better. And not just for the professionals to be able to bring it up and be okay with it, but then also Cassie, I'm sure you saw somewhere, you know, someone else doing this. And so like, just kind of like helping that become more of a thing so that more parents know it's an option and more providers know it's an option. Yeah. It's just a scary switch at first because you don't know anything about it. And the unknown is scary when your child has been so sick, kind of like we've been saying for so long. But then when you actually start seeing the benefits, you're like, oh, I wish I had done this sooner. (laughs) Yeah. We have a tendency to Overcomplicated and overmedicalized, and by we, I mean medical professionals. We overcomplicate and overmedicalize tube feeding, and so I think we make families afraid of it when it's really just essentially feeding food in a different way. It's just a different mechanism of getting food into our bodies, and doesn't have to be that much more precise or medical. That totally makes sense. It's kind of this vicious cycle of like, okay, well, we don't understand it, so we can't explain it, but then we are still not learning it in school, and so we don't know about it, and. Yeah, that makes tons of sense. And like Cassie said, thank God for people like Hillary, where you can like have someone who has the know-how as far as dietetics, but also the know-how about blends. So yeah, and I can jump into like, you know, there's more benefits than just for the kid and their health. Like 
I think one of the cool things about blended tube feeding and something people don't think about is actually the benefit for the parent or the person that's providing the blended diet. You just want to do it to help your kid. But then I just hear from so many families when they switch, like, man, I, I feel like a parent again. Like, I feel like I have this aspect of taking care of my child in a way I didn't have before. And so much is out of your control when you have a kid with a lot of medical complexities, because you're just being told what to do and you don't know what else to do. And this is the best options. And when you finally kind of get that control back and you get to be the one that's choosing what you're feeding your child, you get to go to the grocery store or the garden and pick a food for them and make it for them at home and then see that they're feeling better and they're growing better and they're not sick as often. And it's all because of things that you did yourself. I think that's just like so empowering. And I think that's like a huge part of why I love to support families with this. Love that. Yeah. I feel better knowing, just knowing what I'm putting in Eloise's body, like her having some food allergy issues often on like amino acid formula or peptide formula. And kind of going back to our point before, there definitely was a time and place for the formula that she was on because she was so malnourished, like she needed to catch up and she threw up a lot, but in the same respect, she needed something that her body was going to absorb quick so that she could just survive. But now being where she is today, just the knowledge of like, okay, I know exactly what I'm putting into your body. It's turkey, pears, sweet potatoes, probably some whole milk and a little bit of hemp hearts. And just like seeing her even like handling larger volumes is such a huge victory for us as a family because we have struggled with that for a long time. But having that control over what you would have for like, you know, with Izzy, our eight month old, she just eats everything and I can control like today I gave her pancakes and some other food and it was kind of fun. But for Eloise, she helped me make her breakfast blend this morning. She poured in the applesauce and helped me put in the peanut butter or it was sunflower butter and everything else and pushing the button and watching it blend up. So she's not eating it, but she's having part in what she's prepping for herself and she'll say we can feed my tummy now so that's that's cool I love that that is so sweet yeah and it kind of goes into like it just provides that sense of normalcy that maybe you don't get as much with formula feeding like so often from parents I hear that they feel like it's just kind of medical you're pouring this liquid into a syringe and that's how you're feeding your child but with blends they can be a part of it and they have all this cool equipment now where you can even avoid syringes if you want you can use these pureed pouches and connect that to the extension tubing and doesn't create a mess. And then the child can squeeze the pouch and feed themselves. And then, you know, just being able to share a meal as a family where you can all eat the same thing and you're all around the dinner table and your tube fed child's not left out of that meal. They get to participate in the same nourishment as the rest of the family and then relate to their peers and their siblings and just all of those extra benefits that we don't really think about. Yeah. And kind of like on a basic level for those who are listening and maybe like, wait, what do you mean like eating what the family's eating? But that is like literally like Cassie was kind of talking about, like where you take the food that you made, you know, for dinner, like, okay, we're going to take a scoop of this and this and this that we're feeding the family and we're throwing it in a blender and we have a liquid and, and we're blending that up. So that's literally the puree that's going through their tubes. They're eating what the family is consuming as well. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you can do it where you just like Madeline said, blend what you have for the rest of the family. And, you know, of course there's some nuances to that to make sure you're not clogging tubes and you're making it thin enough. And, but that's just the beginning of the learning curve. And then once you get it down, it's pretty easy. So yeah, you can do it that way. Or you can like, if you're giving a snack to one child, you can blend up that snack for the other with a little whole milk and give it to them that way. So for people who are listening right now and are like, great. This is so cool. This sounds so overwhelming. How do I even begin to approach this? 
I mean, a lot of us, I think, you know, listening, like have other stuff to worry about as well, not just their nutrition. And so I think acknowledging there's a lot of moving parts to just daily life, but also wanting these health benefits. Hillary, like in your experience, and then Cassie, more of your experience in like kind of real life doing it yourself. What are some tips for getting started? Yeah. So I think medical professionals overcomplicate tube feeding and we make it overwhelming by making you think you have to do a perfect home blended diet to make it a blended diet. And that's just not the case. There's so many other options. And so, you know, just like us who eat by mouth don't have perfect diets and we don't necessarily make and eat home cooked meals for every single meal, blended diets don't have to be that way either. And so you can use a small amount of like a store-bought puree as a snack and give that as part of it. Or you can use a commercial blend product like Nourish or some of the other functional formulary products. You know, you can use it as like daycare or if you have a busy day, it's just not realistic to blend all of the meals. And so you can still give your child or, you know, yourself if you're fed by feeding tube, real food by using some of those pouches. And I have families too that it's just not realistic at all to do home blends. And so they'll just use hundred percent of the time, use those commercial blend products so that they can give themselves or their child real food. Yeah. I love that. And I think like, it's like a very realistic way to look at it, right. To be like, can I handle making a hundred percent of their food myself and blending it and, you know, doing all the calculating that needs to go into that, like a hundred percent of the time, probably not. And I think if you have a mindset where you are more flexible in that right at the get go, that's going to be a lot kinder to yourself. And I'm sure there are people out there that do 100% of their own blending all of the time. But I also think that like, if you start out with that as your goal, you'll probably end in a meltdown. I, I'm imagining yeah. how it'd be for me. I would end <laughs> and be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Okay, what are other options? Mm-hmm. But if the beginning you can have that mindset, then you're not going to get to that point of melting down and realizing that you need some other supports and you can't do it all of it yourself. Just like how... Like as Hillary was saying, you know, we don't eat home cooked meals all the time. That's why we like get takeout or we go through the drive through or something like that, just because it's quicker and easier. But for me as a parent, like switching all the way over to blended tube diet is really, it's good to know what's going into her tube. But for those busy days, in my experience with what we're doing with her for those busy days or every day for daycare, I just don't have time to make that lunch for her. So using the pouches still makes me feel really good to know that I'm giving her real food. And that just helps her be able to handle larger volumes, feel better. Same thing like we would for adults. Sometimes we just need something quick and easy, but the knowledge that it's still real food makes me feel fine, just fine with that option. Yeah. And like Hillary mentioned, there are also like, you know, lots of families that exclusively use these blends mm-hmm. of actual food. So it's it's like, I feel like there's like a range that you can do this. And I love that. I love that about this, that it's like, you can find the thing that works for you and your family, which I think is just super great. Yeah. Cause when we started switching, we just did one meal at a time, just really slow. Don't take something too overwhelming. Hillary told us just try to slowly switch. Yep. Yeah, which leads really great into kind of like, okay, those first initial steps. Like, Hillary, what do you normally tell a family that's like, they are 100% on these commercial formulas that are not blends? Like, how do we switch over? Like, what do you tell families? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways we can go about this. And it really just depends on their goals. So either way, you want to start slow. And that's also for the child receiving real food, but also for the family, because if you just blend one meal, 
and just try one meal a day for a couple of days, even a week, that can feel a lot less overwhelming than trying to switch everything over. But it's also just important for their digestion too. If a kiddo has not had any real food, especially hasn't had fiber, if you switch over too fast, they're going to have digestive issues like gassiness and diarrhea and just, just feel uncomfortable. And so it's really important just to start slow. And I usually recommend just one meal, start with one meal, see how that goes for even a week and then switch another one. And if your kid hasn't had any real food, you know, just like a baby that hasn't had real food, you're not going to give them 16 new foods at a time. You want to introduce it just like you would a kiddo that hasn't had any food with, and that can look a couple of different ways, buying a pureed version of the food and giving them five to 10 mLs of that in their tube. See if they have an allergy or intolerance or blending a little bit of that food yourself with liquid and giving it that way like with their formula. So starting slow is going to be good for them and for you because you're not going to be so overwhelmed, but you're also not going to overwhelm their system either. Love that. So I think a tendency too, that we have is to, and I think I'm kind of mentioned this is to make it perfect. And so I see the reason for this, you know, medical professionals, you're recommending something. So you feel like you have to make it quote unquote, nutritionally complete, but then it overwhelms parents or, you know, a parent is finally getting some choice back. And so they're like, well, I want my kid to thrive. I have this tube. Why wouldn't I make it the most perfect nutrition to help them? But then you're so overwhelmed. You don't even start. And so I like to just have families think of, think of this meal as any other meal. You're just giving it in a different way. And if the diet's not perfect, it's probably going to be a lot better than probably most of our diets and kids their age. I mean, you know, no kid's going to eat kale, but you can throw some kale on their blended meal, you know, and they can get that added benefit. And so I think if you can take a little bit of pressure off yourself and just try to use a variety of food from all food groups, and sometimes too, it's helpful just to make a plate, like you would be making it for them by mouth and then throw that in a blender with some liquid and just know, like, if you look at that, it's a meal of some chicken and some kale and some sweet potatoes and some strawberries. Like you'd be so happy they were eating that by mouth. So this kind of gives you peace of mind that way. But at least, you know, too, I think it can be overwhelming at the beginning to try to think about what to blend. And so with my program, I look how I just start parents off is I give them access to like 50 plus recipes. So they can just take those recipes. I teach them all the other parts of the blending process and then they don't have to worry so much about the nutrition piece. And then through the program, I can really empower them to make those decisions, but they didn't have to worry about that at the beginning. I think that can be helpful. Yeah. I'm just picturing like if Kimball would have been tube fed longer and we would have switched over to, of course we would have switched to blenderized, right? And I'm like, that's what I'm thinking now. I'm like, <laughs> hopefully I would have seen it and done it. But like, I think because I have an older daughter, I would have been less uptight about like being like, oh my gosh, she has to get the exact nutrition as I would if I didn't have that older daughter because I had a, a really good handle on like, oh, I know how toddlers normally eat. Like I know that they won't touch this green thing or they won't try that new thing. And so like, I think for first time parents, it can be important to kind of like realize that, like, yes, like toddlers or like kids, like they are usually picky and they don't eat any broccoli or whatever. And so just like to have that perspective of like, so what I'm giving them is probably much better than what they would be getting if they were just eating by mouth, which is an interesting way to kind of look at it. But I think that can take some pressure off just to realize, like you say, like, this is probably way better than what they would be eating or even better than what I'm eating right now. Yeah. I remember Hillary telling me that she's like, when you switch over, you have to realize that Eloise is going to be eating then like better than probably 90% of the kids her age. And <laughs> Eloise being my first kid, I mean, I was in early intervention and I like kind of ish knew what kids are supposed to do for the most part. 
but I didn't know any different. So I knew there was something wrong with her scattered too. And then when she did, you just want your kid to get better. You want your kid to survive and you want them to just grow and gain weight. And we would weigh her every week, every two weeks. And it was down to the ounce. You know, every medication is to the ML. When you're on the feeding pump, like it's down to the ML per hour. I mean, it's everything you're taught not that doctors mean to do it, but everything you're taught to try to make your child grow and survive is so particular. And I get why they have to be, they have to be particular in their recommendations so that people, if they come back to them or anything like that, but it's just your mindset. Like I remember when I switched to Hillary, I was like, so how many ounces and like how many MLs? She's like, you know, it'll be okay. Like you just gotta maybe try six, maybe seven. See how that goes for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, for like six days or six and a half days. (laughs) So (laughs) just learning how that can help your anxiety as a parent. And now having Izzy seeing how kids are supposed to eat. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like, and I can relax a little bit more knowing, I guess, for lack of better words, what it's supposed to be like. And then kind of using that to help me with Eloise. Yeah, that's such a good point. Because I think that is like just kind of going back to like how medical it feels when they tell you, you know, this many MLs and this many hours and stuff like to be gentle with yourself. Like, okay, if you're like obsessing over the exactness and are they getting exactly what they need and stuff like that is very ingrained in us when we are very immersed in the medical world. And that's what we've known and that's what we've done for their nutrition in the past. Like, I think that is a really good place to be like, it's okay. Like, I know I don't need to be this uptight, but it's also okay that I'm feeling uptight and I'm trying to unlearn this mm-hmm. a little bit to kind of like relax a little bit. Like, It'll be okay. Like, I don't need to be this precise. Just seeing your kid more healthy when you do switch also gives you a little bit of room to relax. When they're not healthy, then you try to do everything to the ML, to the exact hour, to the exact minute, because you're like, I don't want something bad to happen to you. I don't want to go back to the possible. I'm so tired of seeing you get blood draws and being held down on the table. I'm so tired of seeing you just get IVs so that you can survive through this weekend. You're desperate and you do what you think you're supposed to. But then when you see them get healthier in our experience, switching to a blenderized diet, like it's going to be okay. Like last night she got six ounces because she threw up did some fluids in the night, start over again in the morning and she's, she's doing good. Mm-hmm. So I can breathe yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Such a good point. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest learning curve is not even learning the blended diet. It's learning to let go a little bit and just letting yourself get that aspect of parenting back and have fun with it. And so I think that's like my biggest tip then is to get support. So whether that looks like joining Facebook groups with other parents that are doing this to see how they're handling it and asking questions there, or it's not very common for people to have a medical team. That's, you might have one that's supportive, but they don't know maybe how to handle that or to teach you well. And so that's why I built my program. You guys are busy. And so take a lot of the guesswork out of it, provide a lot of that one-on-one support and that handholding to be like, it's going to be okay. And I promise you, if it's not okay tomorrow, or like, it doesn't go okay. We have things to try and just empower parents along the way. But no, that's not always realistic for everybody because you don't have that kind of support. So I think just being in the community and asking other parents how things are going. And that's why I have my Instagram page now too. It's like to just share different tips and empower parents through that because it is scary. And just got to be patient with yourself that 
you know, you, you decide to do this doesn't mean it's going to be tomorrow. You're going to feel better about it. You just have to give yourself some grace and just know that you're doing a really cool thing for your child by trying this. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. That's why we have these commercial blend products to use and using formula is okay too, if that's what works best for you and your family. Yeah. To your point of like having the support through your program, Hillary is just like, for me, like, I'm like, yes, if I could have someone who's like kind of bridging the gap of like, where you have like the clinical knowledge and all like the science background and everything where you understand like what goes into like the whole system and the GI and everything. And then to like marry that with blenderized feeding, like, I think that would make me feel a lot more like secure and like, okay, we can do this. It made me feel a lot more comfortable. There are things I'm getting better at letting go of certain tendencies that I've learned, but there's still things that are pretty ingrained in my mind. And something that's nice about the program that we're going through with Hillary is she takes all the guesswork and the busy work out of it. So for us, then it made it um, manageable and realistic for us to switch because I was trying to figure out the calorie concentration. I was trying to figure out how many calories total, how much of each ingredients to make, and then how much that made as a whole, if that makes sense. And that's all like done. It's just done. Here's your calorie concentration. This is how many calories it is total. This is how much you'll push. And then this is how much you can freeze. This is how long you can freeze it. This is how long it can be out at room temperature, like all this stuff you don't know. And you'd have to spend time figuring out like she held my hand (laughs) and that's what I wanted. She's like, I can hold your hand as much as you want or as little as you want. And I was like, please hold it. (laughs) Help me do this all. That's what we wanted as a family. And it, for us as a family, I tell everyone we're writing Eloise's IFSP this afternoon. And I was like, this is the best thing we've done for her. Yeah. That's awesome. And Hillary, so like if someone listening, like wanted to like, like, okay, I want to give my child like a blenderized diet, but I want to use like a formula, like from functional formula, instead of like doing any of the blending myself or, you know, not doing the majority of it. Would that, like, if they want to do that, would that be something that you would recommend working with someone like you to kind of, like, figure that out? Or is that something that you feel like is so self-explanatory you don't necessarily need that extra support? If you're going to use a commercial blend product, you wouldn't need my level of support. I mean, on my Instagram, I have a lot of free tips for making it efficient and different equipment that we're not even realizing they're out there. So that might be helpful just to get some free tips that way. But a commercial blend product most clinicians are, are open to trying and you'll need them to order it for you and they can help you figure out the volume and that sort of thing. My program is more set up to do more of that practical hands-on training with the blends. And if you want to do a mixture of the pouches and blends, definitely, but I'd probably, you wouldn't get as much out of it if you were wanting to just do commercial blend products, but you are also more than welcome to reach out to me on Instagram and ask questions about different products. And I can connect you with somebody that will help get coverage and that sort of thing. If you're not feeling supported by your medical team, I can still help in that way. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. I feel like that maps out the whole thing. So different people having different ideas or, you know, what feels good to people to know like what kind of support might be needed and then like where they can go for the supports. I want people to know that it's can be scary. And this is something that's an uncertainty thing just because medical professionals are hesitant or they're not recommending it, but it is a safe thing to do. And with the right support and resources, it's totally possible. You're not going to clog the tube. You can get even more nutrition this way, you know, the whole nutrition complete thing. And so I'm here as a resource, whether that just be to chat about something or to give you that one-on-one support, but yeah, there's just a lot of different options. And I think we just need to present those more to families. Yeah. I love that Hillary. And like, 
Cassie, what would you want to share with parents like that, that might be starting on this journey? When I think about the benefits that we've got from switching to a blenderized diet, it was, it really was truly very scary to switch over because you're always just, what if, what if it doesn't work? What if we're back to right where we started, but it's not going to hurt to try and seeing how much it helped Eloise. I really feel like it was the best thing we did for her in being able to, to give her real food and just knowing that it's keeping her alive, keeping her healthy and helping her grow as a cute little three-year-old now. That's amazing. Thank you so much. So obviously I'm going to include all of your information, Hillary, for people to connect with you. But Cassie, are you okay with us including your Facebook page so people, if they want to like message you and like, oh, I'm kind of scared about this? Or did you ever notice that? Like if parents want to connect with another parent that's doing this. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, those will be in the show notes with links of everything that we've mentioned. But thank you so much, both Hillary and Cassie, for coming on to talk about this. I feel like this was such a powerful episode to be able to include kind of the clinician and like the know-how in that way, like formal training, but then also the mom doing the thing that in talking about that real life experience. I think this was really just a powerful way to to talk about blenderized feeds and, and the benefits that can be there. So thank you so much, both of you. Yeah, it was so much fun talking to you guys about it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Check out the show notes for links to connect with Cassie, with Hillary, or with me, and for links to learn more about our sponsor, Functional Formularies, if you want to look more into that. There are also links in the show notes to a bunch of studies and articles about the benefits of blenderized feeds, as we mentioned in the episode. Join me next week as I chat with Marcy as she talks about her daughter Freya and coming to terms with her daughter's intellectual disabilities. You will love the conversation. Don't miss it. See you then.